Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, I'm wearing jeans for the first time in like five months. Something in the air has got it so I can't stop sneezing. <laughs> and I'm chugging caffeine before the show uh, begins here. It's that sort of drizzly day. It's been so hot in Missoula, so the welcome, uh, the rain certainly welcome today. But it's just been gray and cool and, you know, got the windows open, airing out the house. Feels like fall is in the air, although I uh, don't want to wish time away. We do still have several weeks of summer still left, but football creeping right around the corner. This is always one of the weird weeks on the calendar because it's like the end of fall camp. We've talked so much about college football, high school football, speculating, predicting, prognosticating, all that. But then this week is sort of like this transition. Next week, it's game week, and then we're into the rhythm and the rhyme. You got press conferences on Mondays. You got interviews on Tuesdays. You know, you're breaking down the game. You're hearing from the other side. You're going across the sidelines. And then you got a a culmination, a celebration, a crescendo each Saturday. And then, boom, you're back at it again, uh, rolling again. So this is always one of those weird weeks. But we're going to get you all uh, filled in all week long here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for listening. Whether you're tuning in on 1029 ESPN Missoula or watching SWX Montana Television or streaming on the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio uh, here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I, I mentioned last week we weren't going to have a show on Friday because I'm not going to be here on Friday. Getting out of town uh, just for a Friday, Saturday vacation, going to the Bay Area. 
uh, just got to do it. I'm going to be on the road all fall long. And uh, so got to go do something fun. We're going to go to a Braves game. Braves-Giants, I should say. Uh, my girlfriend is a huge Braves fan, so <laughs> we're, we're calling it a Braves game, although I actually have a Giants uh, sort of affinity. They were for a long time my favorite National League team. Rooted for the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians, growing up my whole life. Uh, but probably my second favorite team was the San Francisco Giants. So I'm going to go check out a Giants-Braves game and, uh, you know, probably go out to dinner. Hang out, you know, go do all the tourist stuff, Golden Gate Bridge, all that stuff. But because it is such a huge week, the beginning of high school football, a huge week down the University of Montana campus with a big-time volleyball tournament uh, that includes a couple top 20-ranked teams, Ohio State coming to town for soccer on Sunday. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and we need to make the rounds to – you know, keep up with all of our, our contributors and uh, all the great coaches and athletes from around the state. So we decided, okay, well, let's just get all the interviews done, and then uh, we'll just have Andrew host the show on Friday. So I won't be here on Friday, but you'll be hearing plenty from me on Friday. Um, we'll have Brooks Nuanas joining us on Friday. Uh, we got a couple other interviews uh, that, that we're planning on. It'll be the debut of our football version of the Garden City Spotlight, featuring all three uh, Missoula Double-A coaches, Dane Oliver of Sentinel, Matt Johnson of Big Sky, and Ryan Nelson uh, of um, Missoula Hellgate. So uh, w- the, the point is, jam-packed week. ton of prep stuff coming up, uh, a ton of uh, college stuff, of course, coming up. And today, we'll roll through yet another Montana football hour. We've been contemplating, debating, and uh, breaking it all down. Uh, but I do have a couple other questions for Andrew. I know he, I know he has some for me as well. We're also going to hear from a player on each side of the greatest rivalry in the West, Travis Benham, who's a transfer punter from San Jose State to the Grizzlies, will join us live after practice today. And uh, we'll also hear from Caden Dowler. He's a Billings West product and uh, a fast riser at the Mont- in the Montana State program. His brother, Taco, has gotten a ton of the headlines. Taco was the Gatorade Player of the Year at Billings West. And then was uh, an all-conference-level punt returner a year ago. Took a couple punts back to the house. Uh, also had a, a couple signature plays, including that long bomb against Northern Arizona that set up a game-winning field goal. So Taco's star sort of exploded earlier than Caden's. Caden also battled an injury most of last year. But uh, now the, uh, I guess the quote-unquote other Dowler twin has proven that there's no other about it. He's uh, certainly uh, climbed his way up the depth chart, and uh, he's one of the front runners to start at nickelback there for that MSU defense. Uh, he, got, he has good size. He's a good tackler. And I think that's his biggest advantage in that spot right now. Uh, so we'll catch up with him just about that position battle and uh, just hear from uh, a rising sophomore there for the MSU Bobcats. We'll also talk some recruiting, fill in the blanks on who's committed to both Montana and Montana State right now for the class of 2024. One of the young men who was committed to the Grizzlies was actually at Washington Grizzly Stadium playing the first game of his senior year on Friday night. Rigby, Idaho played against uh, Coeur d'Alene. Now, Andrew, was it was it Coeur d'Alene High School or, or Lake City High School? Coeur d'Alene High. Okay, so the Vikings. So, uh, and Coeur d'Alene High School has long had a great uh, football program. So those two Idaho rivals were playing their season opener at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday. So Andrew actually just went down, and uh, Luke Flowers, who's the quarterback there for Rigby, uh, he was in attendance. Uh, Coeur d'Alene gets the win, uh, but Andrew caught up with um, Luke Flowers afterwards. So we'll hear from him here uh, to round out the Montana football hour. Hour number two, I got a whole bunch of thoughts about 
the NFL and so many of them have to do with the quarterback. And that, that seems to be the way that it's going right now in professional football. It's the most important position in professional sports. There's no doubt about it. But what are some of the biggest storylines throughout the league? We've been giving you our picks and who we think are going to be good in terms of division winners and over-under win totals. But what are the most intriguing actual storylines in the league? I think the fact that most of them that come to the top of your mind are involve the guy under center, or I guess in a lot of cases behind center. I think that says a lot about where the NFL is at, what where the position is at as well. So uh, a pretty... <laughs> Uh, a pretty NFL-heavy hour number two here uh, on Nuanas Now. I am Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio. You want to stream the show, you always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Or you can always download the ESPN MT app. Some changes coming up on that note, so stay tuned. I know we've been teasing that for a little while, but we've been just experimenting and uh, trying to get it all right before we really roll it out. Uh, but we have a whole bunch of uh, maybe visual changes coming to the show, which I think will improve uh, everybody's experience, ours and yours. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But go get that ESPN MT app in your life available on all your various mobile devices. And if you want to be a part of the show, keep those texts coming in. Love the feedback. Love all the conversations. Uh, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Of course, if you want to call and you want to just chime in on the radio, that's always fine as well. But it's really handy for us because sometimes we're rolling through an, uh, a conversation or sometimes we have a guest on. If you text us, then we can just get to it when we get to it. But we have these then all archived, and, and we'll get to it. I mean, it might take us a day or two or three, but that's always then content for us later on down the road. Uh, so keep the text coming in, 406 The best of the weekend... Man, if you aren't a UFC fan, if you don't like MMA, like I always say, I get it, but I also I, I feel sorry for you only because it's become so unbelievably and consistently exciting. The UFC events, the people in attendance are so passionate about it. The crowds are almost always just so good. The energy in the arena, you can just feel it coming through the pay-per-view I think that the UFC is doing a great job of picking fighters to fight in certain places where they're going to be a big hit. And make no mistake, Sean O'Malley, after what happened Saturday night, not only is he the hottest star right now in the UFC, of course, O'Malley from Helena, Montana, not only is he the the, the most uh, the brightest right now star, the hottest star in the UFC, he's the hottest star in all of professional fighting, I would say. And then the fact, yeah, on the top of it, the fact that he did this, in Boston, and he's got, you know, the quintessential Irish name, and he's got his Irish tattoos, and, you know, everybody in Boston's just loving this guy right away. Yeah, you saw, I mean, Dana White, the president of the UFC, said it um, after the fight. He saw Sean O'Malley hair, hairdos and, and T-shirts, and he's got a cult following already, but to do it in Boston certainly accentuates his star as well. If you haven't heard what happened, we talked about this fight a lot on Friday, setting it up and previewing it. Sean O'Malley became the bantamweight champion of the world at UFC 292, knocked out uh, Aljo Sterling, who's why they consider one of the great bantamweights of all time, a guy who defended his belt three fights in a row, uh, and not so fast with Sugar Sean. 
Uh, Sugar Show got a first, or I guess a second round knockout about a minute into the second round. Uh, the dagger punch, the one that knocked Sterling off his feet, was an all timer. It was a, it was an iconic punch. Uh, the fact that Sterling could kind of see it coming after he missed on a pretty big throw made made the, the you know the highlights and the memes that were produced afterwards uh, e- e- even more viral, I guess uh, you know across the social media platforms. And when the dust settled, Sean O'Malley is the champion of the world, and he is the first UFC champion from Montana. Pretty amazing. It was it was awesome to see. So much is made of Sean O'Malley's striking and how well he can punch and kick, and those are certainly huge, huge advantages of his. The fact that he has a 72-inch wingspan and he fights in the bantamweight division, he just has such a huge leverage and length advantage over his opponents. I mean, he was a full four inches taller than Sterling and probably had an eight-inch reach on him. So that's a huge advantage. So much is made of all that. But to me, watching it, and then I rewatched the fight last night, because why wouldn't you? It's only six minutes long. <laughs> One of my buddies came over. He hadn't seen it, so we, we just rewatched the beginning part of it. And uh, I think that the, the, the two parts that struck me the most about why Sugar Sean O'Malley is so unbelievably skilled. One, he truly fights with a, a switch stance. He's not necessarily right-handed or left-handed. He can go back and forth which then makes the way that he can counter and kick. He can switch his jab and turn it into a hook. I mean, there's just so many different things that being a split-stance fighter gives you, so much diversity, and it's also so hard to defend against when you're fighting him. That's the fundamental part that stood out. This guy's level, though, to be able to get to a level of, of mental clarity and, and hyper-focus if you're familiar, if you if you study mindfulness, you study human psychology. If you're, if you're familiar with a flow state, Sean O'Malley was in a flow state, and I think you see it after he knocked out Sterling. He was almost in a daze. It set in later, and and he went back to being his brash, you know, gregarious, in your face, cocky as hell self. And he was talking smack and rubbing it in and all that stuff. But right after the fight. He was almost having an out-of-body experience. He was not super crazy over-the-top celebrating. He was more just like in this daze, and you could tell it's because he was in such a state of hyper-focus in that fight. So it was an unbelievable moment for Montana, an unbelievable moment for him. And uh, I don't know if he's not the biggest star right now in pro fighting, Andrew. I don't don't know who is. I I know you came over for the fight, but this was... uh, you know, this was as advertised, if not more. You, like you mentioned on Friday, you you so well described. The UFC's been pushing this guy hard. This thrusts it all the way into the stratosphere. He's the face of the promotion now after after this knockout on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't think it really could have gone any better because, man, he was talking so much in the lead up to this fight. There's been so much discourse around the way that the, the UFC and Dana White have been pushing Sean O'Malley, and and he's a guy who came up really quickly. But he gets his title shot. He he talks smack all week going into it, and then he backs it up, and it was such an incredible uh, uh, moment too. I mean, that's a moment that nobody watching it is going to forget. The sort of counter right hand uh, over the top of a shot from Aljamain Sterling puts him down on his back, and then and then he goes to work on the ground. I mean, it's not like he he grinded out a five round decision here. 
sort of that snap counter right hand. I mean, that's the the sort of moment that everybody watching this was waiting for, and yes. they got it. Well, and and there, there's so many different fighting styles in the UFC. I do think that there's various levels of nuance to appreciating the details that go into each of them. The more you watch jujitsu or Muay Thai or whatever, you sort of get to see like what the what the quote unquote good moves are. But you want to know what's the easiest thing to understand in all of fighting? The dynamite right hand that knocks a guy's head off. I mean, that is if there's anything that could make this mainstream, it's that. And I don't think this will ever be mainstream because there's too much violence associated with it. But everybody that follows on Twitter can see, wow, th- this kid has dynamite in his right hand. It's just like why Mike Tyson was so famous. The fact that O'Malley not only has the swagger he's got, but he also is a knockout machine. I, I think it just accelerates his whole image uh, at- to such a high level. It fits with his personality, man. He's a, he's a streamer. He does uh, TikToks and everything. He's all about going viral. It just happens that that perfectly meshes with his style in the ring. As, right. as I mentioned sort of on Friday going into this fight, I mean, he's had knockouts on the way up that I will just never forget. One punch, yeah. KO. Uh, it, it's just, it fits, it ties into his image so well with, with the hair, the tattoos, uh, being so brash on the mic, it just—it's it, really great. And you know what? Um, not a guy who I'm like in the habit of praising, right? But shout out to Dana White for recognizing this as for he sure. was coming up and recognizing yep. the potential of Sean O'Malley and, to be frank, pushing him so hard. Yep, absolutely. No one is now ESPN Radio. Andrew Houghton chiming in, talking all things. Sugar Show after Sean O'Malley wins in the early in the second round to claim the bantamweight world title, UFC 292 in Boston on Saturday night. Pretty amazing moment. Uh, we'll we'll discuss this a little bit more later on. We're, Justin Angle's swinging by this week. So I want to ask him just about Sean O'Malley's branding potential, but also uh, just sort of the fact that he's from Montana. Who, does, who rivals Sean O'Malley in terms of the stardom that they've risen to as professional athletes uh, to have Montana ties. Other best of the weekend, Grizz soccer team off to a 2-0 start. They uh, got a good win at North Dakota last week, and then over the weekend, they beat North Dakota State as well. We will be starting our Grizz soccer segment. We'll have a once-a-week interview with Chris Chitovitsky, uh, either myself or Andrew or both of us, uh, talking all things Grizz soccer. Uh, so that's going to begin tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. And there's a big weekend coming up here in Missoula as well. Uh, the Grizz volleyball team, they host a preseason tournament that includes fifth-ranked Pitt and number 17 BYU. That starts Friday night, followed by a doubleheader on Saturday. Montana volleyball coming off its best season in 23 years. Returns two all-conference players from a year ago. And also the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year in Allison Lawrence, who, by the way, will also join us tomorrow. So we'll preview the big weekend both tomorrow and Friday uh, here on Nuanas Now. And then the Grizz soccer team, they're at home. Their home debuts Thursday night against Montana State Billings. And then the big one on Sunday afternoon, they're uh, taking on Ohio State of the Big Ten Conference at South Campus Stadium. Um, and uh, we, we're going to have some tickets for you to that one. So stay tuned for that uh, as well. But uh, pretty cool that Ohio State is coming uh, to Missoula. Pretty crazy. Our Brawl of the Wild by the Mile promotion is back as well. So stay tuned for that later on this week. On Wednesday, we'll be giving you a $50 gift card to Town Pump. So appreciate that. And uh, we're also, uh, 
I just have this in the outline to, first of all, to, to spread the good word for you fine folks, but also um, because this little slot right here will slide in to give you just a first look at who Montana and Montana State is playing each week. Uh, and that'll start next week once game week rolls around. Speaking of football, let's dive into the Montana Football Hours presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of both Grizzly and Bobcat Athletics. Uh, Andrew, I have a, a couple questions I thought of for you. My first question for you is this. We've talked extensively about what the University of Montana football team loses from last year. As Bobby Houck is always so quick to remind us, that's what college football is. You'll, you lose great players, you got to replace them. So we know that they're losing multiple All-Americans. Who is it, though, that you think is the toughest player to replace for Montana of the guys that they do lose from a year ago? Well, we sort of... Um I wrote a story about Trevin Gradney that sort of uh, says that the toughest one to replace is going to be Justin Ford on the outside. Yeah. I think, honestly, though, it might just be Robbie Houck because we've talked about this so much, just the unique role that, that he was playing in that defense and how much the defense was built around him being able to come downhill in the box. Like, I think yep. that... Justin Ford, you're just going to have to slot somebody into that outside corner role and hope that he is close to as good as what Justin Ford gave you. That's right. Robbie Houck being gone, you're probably going to have to change things structurally within the defense. I actually think, though, that changing things structurally in the defense is going to help Montana. Because I think that the, the way Robbie Houck came downhill and was, I mean, he was one of the great open field tacklers in the country. That's why he had so many tackles. Also, though, a lot of times when he's making those tackles as sort of the third linebacker in the run fit, but also as a guy who lines up in the third level of the defense, a lot of those tackles are coming 8, 10, 11, 12 yards down the field. So he's certainly saving some big plays, but also I think they have an opportunity to make even more plays at or near the line of scrimmage. I also think they have a more, more of an opportunity to, to really define those three middle defensive back spots in the defense. I think Trajan Cotton's going to really play like that nickel rover spot really well, not necessarily rotate through those other spots as much, just lock down that one specifically. I think it's the same thing with Garrett Graves at the strong safety spot and Nash Fouch at the free safety spot. I think those guys could be interchangeable a little bit as well, and that gives the Grizz defense some diversity. But I actually think that the, the secondary has a chance to, to be a little bit more uh, solid because I, I do think that while Robbie Houck made so many tackles, he also, being the third linebacker in the run for it from where he was lining up on the field, also sometimes made him uh, out of position. And that's where, where when the Grizz defense did get gashed, which was not that often, that's how it would happen is just the over-aggressiveness of, of Houck and the rest of the, the defensive front eight, let's call it, and then all of a sudden, like break down the Cats and, and North Dakota State. Both those games, you know, North Dakota State just started running counters. And, you know, all the Grizz defense are over here. Boom, the running back cuts back. And now all of a sudden you have, you know, multiple 40 to 50-yard touchdowns. I want to counter to you. I actually think that I was thinking about this exact question. I do think that Justin Ford's hard to replace, but you're, you're just never going to really replace Justin Ford because that he's just a supreme talent for this level. Like every so often, you're going to get a guy that with his actual you know physical abilities, but but more often than not, FCS teams are not going to have that guy. So you just got to have a bunch of solid guys, which is mostly what even the great teams have. 
uh, at corner. I think it's the hardest spot to recruit elite talent to, especially straight out of high school uh, for FCS teams. Patrick O'Connell's uh, tough to replace because he was just a tackle for loss machine, but Montana, especially under Bobby Houck, has proven year in, year in and year out that they'll always figure out a way to have stud linebackers. They'll always figure out a way to, to get a pass rush. I mean, Houck's numbers don't lie, and uh, he played a lot of football. He brought a lot of acumen uh, from his football IQ perspective to the Grizz defense as well. I think, though, that the two hardest players to replace on Montana are Malik Flowers, because he's one of the greatest kick returners in, in school history, and I don't really—I I mean, I don't really think that it's fair to think that anybody that exists in the program will replicate that production. Then the other one, I think, is Patrick Rohrbach. We're, we're going to be joined by uh, the Grizz' new punter uh, from San Jose State, Travis Benham, here in a little while. But I actually think he has a lot of pressure on because the Grizz have had lights out punters the last two years in Brian Buschini and Patrick Rohrbach, and. Uh, that's actually been one of the biggest advantages the Grizz have had against their opponents in, in terms of plus-plus. It's been the punter spot. Yeah, it really has been, and that plays into so much of, of how they like to play. I mean, that's part of why the defense is so great because the opposing offense is always a negative territory. I think that I, I want to push back against Malik Flowers a little bit. Couldn't you argue that the Grizz are now going to get more chances to return That's true. To, to show off it's how true. superior they are in the it's, return it's, game? It's true, and also, if you listed the top 10 kick returners of Big Sky Conference history and the top 10 punt returners of Big Sky Conference history, guess what? I bet you 75% of them have played for Montana. And and I bet you the vast majority of those that played in Montana played for Bobby Houck. I mean, we've That's seen... what Bobby Houck does, is he, he gets his returners... Loose to score touchdowns in their turn game. We've seen Garrett Graves have multiple. I mean, he was the guy back there with Flowers a lot of the time, and so he wasn't getting the ball a lot. But I feel like I've seen him have multiple 40-plus yard returns, even if he wasn't breaking them for touchdowns. If you don't have sort of the the boogeyman back there in Malik Flowers that everybody's trying to keep the ball away from, uh, like, do the Grizz get more chances to show off how well they they scheme that stuff up? And even if you're not breaking two or three of them for touchdowns just because... You're right. I mean, nobody hits the hole like Malik Flowers does. Do you get more chances to, to you know, start at the 50? Bobby Houck will find a guy there. He, he will. And, and and you have to imagine that that's why they brought in Travis Benham as well. I mean, as Bobby said a couple years ago, he said, when have I never not, when have I had bad specialists ever? That's right. You know, he's like, next question. <laughs> we always have a great punter and a great kicker. Although the kicker thing was uh, up for debate last year, but uh, certainly the punter have, has been on lock these last couple years. Uh, at Montana. Okay, you got any cat questions for me here on the Montana Football Hour? We, we do have uh, Caden Dowler of Montana State and Travis Benham of Montana coming up here on the Montana Football Hour uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, I I think you, this is a unit that you've talked about. Um, they've brought in a lot of new guys. It seems like this is something that they do a lot at that position, but I'm curious about the wide receivers there yeah. uh, and, and specifically what each of those guys is going to bring. And, I mean, is there a guy there who you think is going to be able to rise to the level of... I mean, my thing with the wide receiver, you just need a guy who's going to be able to win yeah, every time, right. one-on-one right. matchup. That's and that's right. what the, the top guys in the conference are doing. Uh, and Idaho's got a couple of those guys. Eastern Washington's got one of those guys. Um, is one of the new guys going to be that guy for Montana State? Well, I mean, they brought in some some significant talent. Uh, 
Brent Vegan is not necessarily prone to hyperbole, so when he says hyperbolous things, I tend to actually believe him. And he said uh, on media day, we have never had speed at receiver since I've been here like Ty McCullough. Well, if Ty McCullough is significantly faster than Travis Johnson and Lance McCutcheon and Kevin Cassis, all three who went to the NFL, then Ty McCullough will definitely be one of the fastest players in the league. John Chambers, who was at Wyoming when McCullough was at Colorado State, said that the Wyoming DBs called McCullough the fastest man in the Mountain West. So if he's the fastest man in the Mountain West, you know he's going to be one of the fastest players in the Big Sky Conference. If that's true and he can be a, a get, has have game-breaking type speed, that's big time for Montana State, especially the way that they like to throw that back shoulder fade. The other addition is Lanyata Alexander. The dude was a, a four-star recruit, a top 100 player coming out of high school. He has bounced around, went to Washington and Arizona State, but there's just not guys that look like him at wide receiver in the big sky. I mean, he's 6'3", 206 pounds. He just looks totally different. I think they're going to line him up in the slot quite a bit, and uh, he'll definitely be able to win more often than not there. And then the other one is a, a guy that they didn't necessarily expect to have back this year. But Cleveland Thomas got a seventh year at Montana State. A former Kentucky transfer who was productive last year, well, they've moved him to the outside as well. So that's your top flight, but all three of these guys – Got uh, FBS credentials. McCullough from Colorado State, Alexander from Arizona State, and uh, the Cleveland Thomas who transferred from Kentucky before last season. Uh, and that's not to mention some of the up-and-coming young guys that they have in the program as well. So, I mean, th- this all falls on then, can the quarterbacks get them the ball? They have talent at receiver. Right? And in fact, I think that they could have ex- exceptional talent at receiver. Montana State could. Can the quarterbacks get them the ball? That'll be the question. But if, if McCullough really does have that type of speed, and Alexander is as physically dominant as he looks like he is. And then you throw Taco Dowler in the mix when he gets off his shoulder injury, whether that's in October or November. Uh, you're talking about uh, a unit that could become a serious strength for MSU, but I think it all comes down to the guys throwing them the ball. Nuan is out, ESPN Radio. The Montana Football Hour is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is installing fiber all over the state of Montana. If you want the highest speed internet you can get for your home office or your office, visit goblackfoot.com and just click your way to fiber. You can find out all the information you might need to know. Goblackfoot.com. We'll hear from Caden Dowler of Montana State and Travis Benham of Montana. Next, keep it right here. Nuan is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is 
that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. I got to say, I had a great time at Nathaniel Rateliff in the night sweats on Friday night. But it was a little more docile than it has been in past years. Maybe we're all just growing up a little bit. I don't know. It, it was an awesome show. Uh, they are phenomenal musicians, and they certainly bring the heat. But uh, it, it was not as you know crazy dancing as uh, as it has been in the past. I've also been in the pit multiple times in the past, and uh, I was not in the pit this time around. But still, uh, two nights of, of great music. Hopefully you got to enjoy some of it. And I should have said that was one of my best of the weekend as well. Partying out there uh, at the amphitheater for uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, night one uh, over the weekend. You're listening to Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or maybe you are streaming on the ESPN MT app. If you want to be a part of the show, keep those texts rolling in. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Regis Brothers RV phone line, which is where we go right now. We're joined by Travis Benham. He's a uh, transfer punter into the University of Montana football program, formerly of San Jose State, and uh, a guy who's going to play out his last year of college football here in Missoula. Travis, thanks for joining us, man. I know it's a little funny. I haven't met you yet in person, but we appreciate you taking some time. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. First of all, tell us about last week. Uh, temperatures got up into the, the hundreds uh, a couple days last week. What was it like being out there? You know, it was a little hot, but not too bad. Coach Houck and everyone was keeping us cool, and we ended up actually, we practiced in the morning one day, and we had a float the river day. So we went up, and then we floated back down to the stadium, which was really nice. Yeah, it was cool to see. Uh, it just happened to be the day that the uh, the NCAA social media team was in town, so they made a bunch of yeah, cool... Yeah, yeah, so it worked out perfectly for the hottest day. Which <laughs> yeah, right, nice. exactly. <laughs> and so then you got to, you know, and then everybody got to see you guys having some fun. It's not just about the football. You guys enjoy li- <laughs> yep, life definitely. in Montana, right? Uh, tell us about that yep. angle. I mean, how how you liking living in Missoula? I like it. I really like it. Ever since I came on my visit out here, I just really like Missoula, the feel, the community, and everything. It's a special place. Well, you're from Pacifica, California, and spent some time at San Jose State before coming uh, to Montana. So what did you think Montana was going to be like before you before you ever came here? Um, I kind of, with my parents, we did a couple road trips up here because my dad's actually from Idaho. So okay. I kind of had a good understanding of what. Montana kind of had to offer, so I was looking forward to getting up into the mountains and stuff. Where was uh, where's your dad from? He's um, from Salmon and Chalice, Idaho. Okay, so not not far from Missoula, actually. So you, you've probably been yeah, in this not far. Of, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, Travis Benham joining us here uh, on Nuanas now. He's a punter, senior for the Grizzlies. Uh, when you when Montana first started courting you, what, what did you like about the opportunity here with the Grizz? Um, I really liked the emphasis on special teams in the program with having your head coach as the main special teams coordinator, being able to focus on and make everyone a part of it to help the team win. I think special teams really is a big part of the culture here, and I wanted to be a part of that. It certainly is. Bobby Houck, one of the uh, most well-known and well-revered, well-respected special teams coaches in the country, all levels for sure. And a guy that's done it at a high level for a really long time. 
what has he taught you? Have you, have you learned anything from, from Coach Houck yet? Or, I mean, what do you think of just the, the day-to-day operations there? Uh, definitely. He, it's a little different scheme than I'm used to, and I, I really like how the scheme works. It benefits the punter, and you can see that with the last two punters being super good here and hoping to be the third one here in this program. I also got to ask you about the the, uh, the baseball angle. Y- y- you played baseball all the way into the college level, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So uh, you spent some time at Lewis and Clark as well as uh, City College of San Francisco. Uh, do, do you miss baseball? Yeah, I miss it a little bit. Not not too much, but, yeah, I definitely miss throwing and hitting. But it keeps it keeps me good, you know, have the, have the arms still, so might see something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, maybe maybe a little uh, maybe a little passing action from the punt formation in, in the works. <laughs> yeah, Travis Benham joining us here uh, on Nuanas now. So, what was the thing that made you want to then pursue football? Was it the opportunity then you got at San Jose State? Yeah, because um, I was at San Jose State, and a couple other schools were reaching out to me, but um, that's when COVID really. Um, came into play, so I was able to play my football season, but baseball season got cut and cut short. So the recruiting process there was really tough. So kind of had to sit down with the family, and I had some opportunities to play baseball, but it was kind of East Coast South, and I just decided I want to stick with football and pursue that. What was your time at San Jose State like last year? I know you were the starting punter, and you had a good year. How would you sum up your time there at San Jose State? I had a really good time there. You know, the coaching staff's really nice. Um, it's close to home, so that was also a plus. But it was the team. The team, I basically the coaches. I don't know. It's the community there and the coaching staff and the brotherhood. I really like that San Jose and kind of get the same feel here in Montana. So that's what I really like is like the team camaraderie and the brotherhood about it. Travis Benham here on Nuana is now ESPN Radio, a uh, San Jose State transfer senior for the Grizzlies this upcoming year. Uh, you mentioned the fact that the last two punters for the Grizz have been All-Americans. So uh, how does that sort of influence your mindset as you're sort of the front runner now to take this spot over? Um, it's a big part of it, you know. Like, I have, like, I'll have to say, I have big shoes to fill, so I'm ready for the challenge and ready to get to work. And the coverage team, Coach Houck, and everyone that's there to be a place where I could succeed and we could win some games and flip the field, the field over for our defense, you know. Well, and that's the other part about this I'm sure you're excited about is Coach Houck is so good at developing all these guys that are linebackers and safeties that first cut their teeth on special teams. And that's such a huge part of the program is guys fighting their way on. And, I mean, you must love the coverage units you got, though, because guys are going so hard on those units, right? (laughs) Definitely, yeah. I just got a Coach Houck just says, it's a ball high and far, and the rest will be able to take care of Those guys are busting their butts on the coverage team, which – is the punter's best friend, you know? No doubt about it. Uh, give us just the, the day in the life when you're at practice. Because I know, that, I mean, as you mentioned, there's such a huge emphasis on special teams for the Grizz. So you guys do so much team stuff, especially early on in practice. But, you know, you're also not involved in a lot of the stuff, too. So w- what's going on when you're at practice? What are you doing to, to pass the time? Um, pass the time, we do some drill work. We usually bounce around with... Um, Basically, I say I do drops, so I probably do 100 drops a day at practice, doing directional right, left, middle, and then catching snaps, bad snaps, um, holding field goals, 
and, you know, occasional we'll toss the ball around just to pass them some, some time with the team. Well, got to love it. What do you think of your, your long snapper, Grayson Peebola? He was a, a starter as a freshman last year. I think big things expected of him this year as well. How, how's that relationship been going? Oh, it's really good. He was my host when I came on my visit here. Great guy, hard worker, and super good football player. That ball is always on, on the hip, and that's super nice. You don't have to jump up and around. I've <laughs> been around that in the JUCO and D3. I bet. <laughs> so it's nice to have the ball right there to you every single time, which is awesome. Got to love it. Travis Benham joining us here on Nuanas now. San Jose State transfer senior punter for the Grizzlies. Uh, last thing for you then, man. What do you hope to get done between now and the opener, and how excited are you to, to actually start playing in games with uh, a home game Washington Grizzly Stadium in less than two weeks? Man, I'm super excited to get out here and play. Um, Washington Grizzly Stadium is just super. <laughs> Going to San Jose, there's not a lot of fans, so I can't imagine this place being packed every single game day. The, the feel and the the football here is awesome and just trying to work on getting my craft better every single day to when we step out here and play it's perfect well nice to meet you at least over the phone best of luck with the rest of fall camp best of luck with the season i'm sure we'll catch up uh sometime during the season but thanks so much for being here man thank you very much i appreciate it there you go travis benham a senior punter for the university of montana big shoes to fill but as you just said that's why he came here and uh he certainly knows it. So uh, I think they expect big things from him uh, internally and externally. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. To see how Blackfoot Communications can help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. Montana State has a position battle going on at Nickel, and they that's a seriously important position within the Bobcat defense. Caden Deller, one of the front runners for that spot, will join us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. New now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. First hour of this week on this Monday, so you know what time it is. It's the Montana Football Hour, talking all things football. This will be way more preview and results-oriented starting next week. We'll have a full prep scoreboard for for you coming out of the opening weekend of uh, high school football from around the state of Montana. And, of course, the uh, college season will be uh, within game week as well, so we'll have previews for you about Butler and uh, Utah Tech, the two teams that are coming to Montana on September 2nd to open up their seasons against the Grizz and the Bobcats, respectively. Speaking of the Bobcats, Caden Dowler. He's a uh, Billings West product, the twin brother of Taco Dowler. Taco Dowler certainly ha- had the spotlight last year as a freshman, 
And uh, Caden was hurt for most of last year. But now Caden's the one on the rise. Taco's out with a shoulder injury. Uh, when he's back, he'll be a contributor for sure on Montana State's offense. But Caden Dowler battling with Lavelle Price Jr. and Aiden Garrigan. Excuse me, uh, Aiden Parks. Aiden Garrigan is a wide receiver there at Montana State. Aiden Parks, the other main candidate there at the nickel spot. But Caden Dowler's certainly been making waves and uh, has good returns amongst the, amongst the coaching staff. We caught up with him last week. It's time now for our Montana State Minute where we highlight various elements of the Montana State Athletic Department. And, of course, football season is upon us, so we go back to the Bobcat football team, and we're joined now by a Billings West product and a uh, rising defensive back, nickelback to be specific, Caden Dowler joins us now here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, appreciate you taking some time. As we record this here on uh, a Thursday, you guys are into, I guess, now week two of fall camp. How's it been going so far? Uh, what have you thought of just fall camp uh, through this first week? It's been, it's been awesome. Last year, I didn't get to participate in fall camp. I was hurt, so um, I, I was around, but I wasn't participating. So um, just seeing um, my work um, every day getting better is, has been awesome. It's been a little bit of a long wait for you, right? Because I, I think you were hurt your senior year of high school as well, right? For part, yeah, part of it, probably five, five, six games, something like that. Well, it's always frustrating, but then when you get back on the field, I'm sure it feels it feels awesome. So, what what was the most challenging part, and also then how rewarding is it to be back out there? Uh, most challenging part about um, being hurt is definitely the mental side of it. Um, Obviously, the work is, is being put in every day to get back, but that's easy when you, and when you want to get back. It's the mental part of it. And then now that I'm back, I just, I just like to take advantage of every rep I can get because um, you never know when it's going to be your last. And I know that's really cliche, but looking at my brother on the sideline right now, it, it really puts it into perspective. I know. It's kind of like you guys traded spots. Last year, Taco Dell, your twin brother, had such a great freshman year and uh, you know, all league as a punt returner and had a couple signature plays. You must have been so happy for him watching him, but also probably frustrating to see sort of your counterpart out there doing it. And now he's the one that's out and, and you're playing. So uh, someday soon, hopefully, both the Dallar boys are on the field together, right? Yeah, that's right. What did you think, though, of Taco's year last year? Because, I mean, he did have a, a breakout freshman year. It was uh, pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was awesome. I, I believe in him. Whenever he gets out on the field and, and you get the ball in his hands, I believe that playmakers make plays and that's what he is so i i was really happy to see that um obviously did not think that he was going to be as much of a impact player as a true freshman but um i guess it was a good surprise Caden Dowler joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app it's our Montana State Minute Caden's a sophomore there at MSU and uh, a Billings West product Tell me about this this nickel position because uh, I, I love what it's evolved into just broadly in football in general, but also just how it seems like it's a very, uh, very important cog to the defense you guys run as well. So how, how would you just describe nickelback in general at, at Montana State uh, in this current iteration? I would just say it's, it's a hybrid between kind of all the all the other positions in, in the backfield. You got strong safety, um, some linebacker in there when you got to bump into the box and then uh, free safety and, and corner because you got to cover, you have to cover man. And um, I really like it because uh, you're not doing the same thing every play. And there's, there's certain plays where, where you'll come on a blitz or then um, the next play you'll be covering a, a guy one-on-one. So 
Uh, you got to be pretty versatile. You got to be um, have good eyes. You got to know what you're doing. Was there any carryover from from your high school days? I know you were sort of a, a safety in uh, in high school, but did you have any nickel responsibilities there, or is this all new to you? Um, pretty. It's pretty fairly new. I played uh, free free safety in high school, and then a, a little bit of strong, I guess. But no, no nickel. We had a nickel position, but it wasn't obviously as it. Um, complicated as as the college level so um my high school coach did prepare me really well knowing responsibilities and gaps and um just just zones and everything like that so um he helped me but um it is it is really new and this spring was definitely a learning process getting getting acclimated to it what is the the biggest challenge uh, for you or i guess what what's the part that's the most foreign for you the part that's the most foreign um Honestly, in the spring, when I when I first transitioned to nickel, the, the part that was the most foreign was being at time, at most times four or five yards away from the slot receiver. Where in high school, when we'd be in our cover four check, we'd be twelve to fifteen yards away, and it just seems really close. And they get up on you really fast, obviously, because they're a lot faster in college too. Caden Dowler joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And it seems like if, if that position is played super well, it can be something that unlocks the, the, the Bobcat defense because, like you said, it's such a hybrid deal. And you've had some great guys that have played that spot. You know, Ty Okada was excellent at it last year. So what did you learn from just watching guys like Ty? And uh, how exciting is that for you to, to just be in this sort of pinnacle position that, that can unlock so many different things for the Bobcat? Bobcat defense. Yeah, watching watching a guy like Ty was so awesome, and um, just seeing how he worked more than anything. Because last year I was at strong safety, so I was I was trying to get those calls down and and learn a new defense there, and um, wasn't too locked in on his responsibilities or what he did. But going back and watching the film, he always knew what he was doing, and he knew he yeah he really did un- unlock a new level to the deep to the defense because he could play somewhere where he'd have to play linebacker or where he'd have to be like a slot corner type player. So, um, yeah, being in that position is really cool. Just um, playing for the guys next to me and um, doing my own, doing my job. And um, as long as I do my job, we should be good. Caden Dowler here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio talking all things Nickelback as the, he battles it out there with Lavelle Price Jr. and others uh, for that Nickelback spot. Uh, that's one thing I also think is so fun to watch with you guys is just that uh, Coach Vegan and the staff has pretty much said, hey, everybody's going to be in a position battle all the time. doesn't matter if you're Tommy Mallott or you know Sebastian Valdez or one of these great offensive linemen. you got everybody's got competition. So how do you embrace that, and, and what do you think of the specific competition you got going on right now? I think it's so awesome. It, it brings out the best in everyone. Um, you never, you can't, you can't stay complacent because then you'll get passed up, and that's that's the biggest thing I've learned is that um, every day you need to, to come in and, and know what you're trying to work on. And um, our position battle has been good. We just um, try to get ourselves better, um, play the best we can, and in turn, that um, honestly, it makes each other better and um, makes the competition grow. So it's been awesome. The other part I think is fun is just how you guys practice and how that seems to get everybody, uh, way more guys, I should say, ready to go with the double rep systems that you run. How have you seen that help you improve, and, and how much of that is a key to your guys just building depth? It's so awesome because um, where the fours or the threes wouldn't usually get reps if we were single repping. Um, that's, that was kind of the position I was in when I came in last year and, and could finally play as I was, I was a three or a four, and um, – getting reps is where you learn. So 
you, you learn from failing in those in those actual reps instead of on on film you can you can correct it so um that's it's great that we double rep i think um it also works on our stamina and we can play for longer and we can um learn to play when play better when we're tired so i think it's great and it's a, it's a really good thing Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Caden Dowler joining us here uh, on Nuanas now, part of our Montana State Minute, where we check in with what's going on uh, at around Montana State Athletics uh, a couple times a week here uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, last thing for you then, man, what uh, what are the goals between now and, and uh, the first game of the year, both for yourself, the position group, and, and uh, the defense in general? Um, for myself, I just want to keep getting better every day. Um, learn learn the defense, um, my position especially inside and out to, to know exactly what the guy next to me and what I'm doing. And then um, for the defense, just to, just to keep building depth. We, we need the two deep and um, guys go down, so it's always next man up mentality. So, um, yeah, just keep, just keep building depth and keep, keep getting the, the guy in front of you better. So um, that's really it. Well, best of luck, man. We appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule, and uh, it'll be fun to watch you. Uh, keep on working hard, but thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Caden Dowler. It's interesting because so often, especially in high school, I mean, Taco Dowler was a Gatorade Player of the Year. I mean, he was scoring touchdowns every single game against, for Billings West. And so we, we've had Taco on the show multiple times, and Taco's gotten a lot of the shine. But Caden Dowler, first of all, a very interesting kid. We really appreciate him for joining us. A very articulate. That was a really good interview. Uh, but also, he's proven to be a really good player. There was sort of this thought that Taco Dowler might be a, a more a better than better is not the right word, but a more elevated recruit than the Big Sky Conference level, and that Caden maybe wasn't quite Big Sky Conference caliber. I think it's actually proven now that Caden's absolutely Big Sky Conference caliber. Taco Dowler is is also a great player in the Big Sky that maybe could have gone to a little higher level, but uh, they were a package deal, and Montana State was the one that gave gave them the best deal as a package. And I know the Bobcats are happy to have. Uh, the Dowler Twins there at MSU. We'll talk some recruiting on the other side, uh, but this concludes our Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Athletics. Appreciate Caden Dowler from the Bobcats, as well as Travis Benham from the Grizzlies joining us. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. NFL plus some Grizz football recruiting. Keep it right here. It's New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 